Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to episode 235. We will talk to Jana Kramer coming up in a little bit. And uh, Eddie's back again. Yeah. Like we have nothing to do except do this. I don't. Really. I mean, this is the time to come over whenever I want. Traffic? Fine? Zero traffic. You know, I made the observation this morning that finally you all get to see what Christmas is like for me. (laughs) You did. Because sad a little bit. I mean, your explanation was pretty sad because I don't... No offense, but I mean, you're. I'm busy doing my Christmas. I'm not thinking what you're doing. Yeah. So yours is kind of just alone. Lonely, huh? The streets are empty. Most things are closed, but you got to Google and see what's really happening. Yeah. Uh, you can move around pretty easily, but again, you kind of got to piece it together what's available and what's not. So yeah, this is what Christmas feels like for me. Yeah, it's not good. Sorry, dude. Especially when I'm alone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not anymore though. You have a girlfriend. Woo. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I told her that later um, today. I, I was talking to her because she's here. And I was like, hey, um, this is kind of what Christmas feels like to me. She was like, stop it. You'll never spend Christmas alone again. Oh, nice. And I was like, who will I spend it with? <laughs> You're like, I can't think of anyone she, that I would spend Christmas with. <laughs> uh, so I will talk to Jana Kramer coming up in just a little bit. Um, I wanted to talk about music and movies. And it also gives us a way to promote Mike D's podcast called Mike D's Movie Podcast. Well, if they, what's the easiest search on that? Movie Mike's. Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah, it's Movie Mike's, Mike's. Movie, Mike's. Movie, movie, Mike's movie Podcast. There's Movie Mike's shows up anywhere. Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. And so what you have here are your top three music movies. Yep. And what did you base this on? I based this on movies that impacted me the most and just ones that I think stand alone that anybody could watch and get to know like about these artists. Okay. Top three movies, mm-hmm. and you've seen all three of them. I've seen all three. Did you watch them recently? I rewatched one of them just to kind of get an idea again of how it affected me when I first watched it. Yeah. And then the other two I've seen probably like a year or two ago. All right, coming in at number three. Straight out of Compton. So it's the story of NWA. And I think it's one of the best biopics that's ever been done on like any group just because I love it when they show the rise and fall of an artist in a biopic. And you kind of get... NWA from the very beginning when it started with Eazy-E to how he found everybody, how they got screwed over, all the way leading up to where everybody else kind of started branching off and having their solo careers. And their story is pretty crazy. Like the guy, their their record label guy who found Eazy-E, he was essentially just trying to make him the star of the group. So he treated him so much better and cut him like his own record deals and was kind of like, like a jerk to everybody else and taking their money from them. And I didn't know that about them. I didn't know that about Eazy-E, how like he was like the face of the group. And I think 
it was just crazy to see. Did you see Strategy Compton? No, and I saw that it was for free. I think on demand this week while I'm looking through video through through like movies on the list. So I will see this now. Where can you watch it now? You can watch it on Hulu, and I think they just made it on demand on some other places. But Hulu, if you have it there, you can watch it for free. And what's its Rotten Tomato score? Eighty-eight percent. I liked it. I felt like it was very glossy, because all of a sudden they're like, "We're gonna get the group together. We're gonna do a record deal." Smash cut. Sold that show in Detroit. Right. Didn't happen that way. It was a little Hollywood for me, um, because again, I was just on the end of NWA. Mike D really didn't cross over with NWA at all, like no. the real life version. I was no. just on the end, and when Ice Cube was starting to blow up. But Ice Cube's son plays Ice Cube in this movie too, which yeah. is interesting. That's cool. You'll like it as long as you go into it knowing it's a Hollywood version yeah. of NWA. And if you're someone who didn't actually see all that happen, because it's it's a pretty, and I say this in the most complimentary way, it's a pretty grimy story. Yeah. And so watch it. I think you'll like it. If you don't know anything about him, it's an interesting movie. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know anything about him, really. So, but it's, um, Dr. Dre produced it. So the issue whenever you have somebody producing it that was in it is they packaged it up real nice to make everybody look real good. It makes him look pretty good too, isn't it? Well. Dr. Dre is like the kid. <laughs> He's got just doing the beats, like a right. good kid. And I wish it showed some more about like Dr. Dre because he had like a whole other music career even before he got into this stuff. He was doing like funky, like jazz stuff before and they don't show that in What there, was his make- role in NWA? He's the beat guy. He's yeah. the beat guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then- he wasn't the rapper, and then he started rapping. And yeah. He was actually pretty good. Yeah. But he's never really been a big rapper. No. I mean, he's only put out, what, two like albums? And he's done some... It was a big album, though. Uh, but uh, Like Chronic? Yeah, Chronic was huge. But he's also done a lot of features on records. Yeah. So, but do you know who is in NWA? Uh, Easy E, like Mike said. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, Ice Cube. Yeah. And then... Um, There's three more. Uh, Flava Flav, <laughs> and no, I don't That's know public rest. enemy. <laughs> so Dr. Dre, yeah, DJ Yella, probably the least famous of all of them. Okay. Uh, MC Ren, who's no, the second no. least famous one. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube and Easy E. Easy died of AIDS. Yeah, really. You see this at the end of the movie, right? Yeah, very end. Wow, pretty sad. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So I also liked it. I wouldn't put it in my top music movies because again, I whenever someone's producing it, you know it's it's almost like. Do you have Bohemian Rhapsody on your list? No. Okay. I like Bohemian Rhapsody fine. There was that smash in that movie too where they go, oh man, we just got together. Is this band ever going to make it? Boom. We're playing the, the huge stage. Yeah. We're on the tops of the pop TV show. Well, you're like, man, I get it. You only had an hour and 45 minutes, two hours to make a movie. But at some point you have to jump it. But these the guys in Queen were producing the movie. Yeah. And they wanted it even different than it was made. They wanted Freddie Mercury to die in the middle of the movie and then be about them going oh, on after him. <laughs> Could you imagine, imagine that how terrible movie? that would be? Yeah. So, um, my point is, when someone is doing their own biography, yes. it's really going to shine a positive light for the most part, a net gain mm-hmm. on the person that's producing the movie. And to that point, too, you, um, I believe uh, Johnny Cash's son was behind Walk the Line, and Johnny Cash's son with June, uh, June's son as well, not the first wife's son. So that's why kind of you see the story based on June Johnny and Johnny King. versus his first wife. That, you know, and that's an interesting, not story, but it's an interesting like sub story between those two because we think of Johnny and June as this big romantic loving couple, but there was, there was some cheating going on. Big time. I mean, Johnny was cheating with June on his first wife yes. and she knew it. Yes. And you watch the movie and you don't even pick that up because you're like, oh, they have such a, a wonderful love story. But no, he was married with three kids, you know? <laughs> like, this should be bad, but we don't even see it that way. Again, when you have those people producing it. But I will also say this. As a macro view at the world and stories and history, the winners always tell the stories. History is told by the winners. All right. So that's, that's stories of wars. That's producers in movies telling stories. Like... Because Dr. Dre and Ice Cube are so famous. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. Because they're so famous and they have the power to make this movie. They won. They get to make the movie and put it in the image they want to put it. Same thing with war stories yeah. that we hear about World War One, Two. The winners tell the stories. Yeah. Civil War, even. So just know that in general. The stories that get passed on through generations, be it Ice Cube or... You know, the uh, War of 1812. Yeah, good point. The winners tell the stories. Mm-hmm. Great point, me. 
It's a good one, dude. You don't even know I was going to make it today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's your number three movie straight out of Compton. My, my number three. All right, go ahead. Number two movie, Mike's favorite music movies. At number two, starring Lou Diamond Phillips, I got La Bamba. Yeah. You love this one? I oh, love it. I grew up with this. Why'd you like that one, Mike Samazetti? Uh, I mean, I think it's the Mexican factor, first of all. I've never been able to identify with like a character before, and I didn't know much about Richie Valens before I started watching this, but as a kid, I saw it, and I was like, oh my gosh, there's somebody actually like me who did something like this, who was so big, and just the his like him, what he was to Mexican culture and like Mexican-American culture, I think that kind of resonated with me more. I also love the time period, like the 50s are like my favorite time to kind of set a movie in. And I think at the end of the movie, it's more so a story about brothers than it is almost about the music, but that kind of ties everything in together. So I think that's kind of why it stands the test of time of kind of going back to a movie you can watch more and more. And it's not just about like the story of like Richie Valens. It's yeah. like him and his brother. Yeah, it's good. I kind of felt that connection too, because I have an older brother. And a lot of times we we felt the connection between Bob and Richie yeah. with him and I, and we would compare ourselves a lot. You know, he would have a little bit of jealousy with stuff. Even when I went to college, he's just like, oh, wow, you went to college, like doing big things. And I'm still over here in our hometown. He's like, I'm kind of like Richie. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm like yeah, Bob, you're, you're like Richie. A lot of comparisons from a movie that we were just raised with. I didn't think that that movie would have such a big impact of, in our lives, but it does. I love that movie. I've never seen it. So oh, Bones, <laughs> it's so good. It's it, on Netflix now. It is? Yes. So you can watch it. I wonder if this is one I got to get the kids to watch too. Guys, there's a movie about our culture. Play. <laughs> How long is it? I like back in the old days when the movies were a little shorter than they are now. I, I, wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say it's over an hour 40. I'd say right an hour and a half. I like the... Uh, Joe, you ever seen that movie, La Bamba? Joe's our video guy. He's editing over there. <laughs> so in my young college film careers, I made a movie in college. And uh, I got to go to different film festivals. And this one film festival, the director that directed La Bamba, he was curate, or he was a guest or whatever. And I got to go to an after party. And oh my gosh, I had a few beers in me. So I like <laughs> bugged the crap out of him about like, I started doing lines to him like, dude, so did it really, was it really like Richie? He's just like, I don't, we don't know if it really happened that way. We just <laughs> kind of went with it. I know the sub story of that. Meaning. Buddy Holly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, the, of the, the La Bamba sub story would be, because that's about his life. Yes. But how, you know, it ended with him in the plane crash. But I mean, I'm very familiar with that as a main story, more so than what happens at the end of the, I'm assuming it's the end of the movie? Yeah, the end of the movie. Because it's his whole life mm -hmm. and then at the end, yeah. So, like, I know all of that. Put it on your list. <sighs> <laughs> with, with everything on Netflix <laughs> and all the streaming services, watch that one. Rotten Tomatoes score? It is a 97. Yeah! Um, the director, Louis... Val, uh, Valdez? Is yeah. I have a bunch of movies? No, that's his only hit. He did one movie before this, and then after that. Yeah, uh, I think the one he was doing at that film festival never did anything. <laughs> so bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. The good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, this will be the day that I die. What? <gasps> this will be the day that I die. And nah, no. <laughs> Ten minutes later, you're still going. And your number one music movie? My number one music movie is This Is Spinal Tap. Ah, uh, wonderful. Yeah. And and <laughs> yes. And then this is my right down my lane because this inspired everything that I love about TV and movies now. Mm -hmm. There wouldn't be The Office without Spinal Tap. There wouldn't be all of those Christopher Guest movies. It's the name, right? Yeah. All yeah. those movies that I love from. Um, best in show. Best in show. Waiting for Guffman. Mm -hmm. uh, all the, those. Is it mockumentary? Mockum yeah. It just wouldn't yeah. have existed. And I love them so much. Is that it? Rob Reiner? Yeah, Rob Reiner. Crazy. All right. Why is this your number one movie? Well, the thing with me and Spinal Tap is I was a kid and I remember watching The Simpsons and they were in an episode of The Simpsons. And I was like, hey, that's a real band. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> seeing this movie on VHS at, like, at the video store and being like, oh, Spinal Tap. Like, that's a documentary on a band. And watching it the first time, I was like, oh, this, that's not what it is at all. And I think over time, it's become kind of my basis of, like, of comedy. Like everything in that movie is just, I don't, I've never seen anything done like that before. And I just think it holds up and it's, it's just funny, man. It still holds up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the quotes still live forever. Yeah. And even the, you know, we were thinking about doing a scene last week with 
Derek Bentley's band, Hot Country Nights. And we were <laughs> kind of writing an opening sketch for the Opry show with them. And someone had thrown out, hey, why don't we do the spinal tap where they can't find the stage? Love it. Yeah. But that's still a thing. Yeah. You know, the fact that we're sitting in a writing room going, why don't we do the spinal tap thing? We're Hot Country. And we didn't do that. <laughs> but it's, you know, that's the thing. It's still the thing. They uh, take a left and they're in a closet. And then they come back and there's the same guy's like, what? How'd you end up back here? We did that once in Austin. We did. Because there was a trap hole or something. We, that, we were playing a bar for a benefit. Yeah, speakeasies. And, yeah, uh, and they we, said, we, go that way. And we, and, and it, it was really just out of the movie. I got my guitar up. Bobby has his guitar up. I'm like, oh, let's go, boys. This is it. Let's go. Packed house. And then the, the hallway just stopped. <laughs> they're like, okay, back it up. Back it up. And then we went somewhere else and there was like a, a door that halfway opened. <laughs> And it was only the top part of the door that opened to get to the stage. We couldn't get to the bottom part. So then we had, we're like, all right, uh, this ain't going to work either. So we're just searching for the stage. Um, Rotten Tomato score on Spinal Tap? Uh, 95%. Yeah. Wow. And the movie was an 80s movie. Yes. Like, like early 80s too, I think, right? Do we yeah, know? 1984. How do you watch this now? Uh, you have to rent it. So it's like four bucks on like iTunes. Well, I think it's worth the rent if you're a music or a comedy nerd. Yeah. This is a music podcast, so maybe it's for you. I think it could be a struggle to watch in the same way that I love, and I make this reference a lot. I love watching The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but if you've never seen The Fresh Prince or you're not a fan of Will Smith, you didn't grow up in the 90s, you may watch this and go, this show's dumb. Yeah. You're not getting that connection. I mean, with Spinal Tap, I tried to get my wife to watch it a long time ago, and she wasn't interested, so. And she loves music. It's just, I mean, for a a guy, you know, that, that loves music and that plays music. I think that, that's, it's automatic that you love this movie. I want to pull up Christopher Guest movies because I think I've seen them all. Because once I found out that he made a ton of movies, I think I just started walking down all Christopher Guest Lane. Okay, we have Spinal Tap, seen it, loved it. Waiting for Guffman, you ever see it? Or the, no. the, the local productions, they keep waiting and so they're doing this uh, fantastic. Like a video it's a production? Mo- it's a mocking, no, it's a play. Okay. Like a community play. Mm-hmm. Okay. The community and, theater. And they're waiting for And they're for waiting him? for the big reviewer to come from, I believe, New York. Yeah. And, but it's them getting ready and being pumped for them. And, okay. But again, it's a, it's a mockumentary. It's, it's like you're watching a documentary. Best in show, fantastic. A Mighty Win, very underrated. It came out later, but I thought A Mighty Win was great. Uh, for your consideration, Pretty good. Not my favorite of all of them. Um, but The Princess Bride, he did that. Oh, that's a great movie. Not a mockumentary. No, regular but, feature film. Yeah. And then I, Mascots, which I never saw Mascots. came mm. out 2016. Have you seen Mascots? I haven't seen Mascots, no. I feel like such a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one movie you haven't seen. I'm like, I'm, it's like me going, wait, there's another John Mayer album that I don't know about? Right. <laughs> Whenever Mike was going to come on and talk about these movies, mine is not a, a rating. But I think about my favorite music movies because I know we've talked about favorite biopics before. But if I could recommend one, that searching for Silverman, Sugarman, Sugarman, Sugarman thank you, fantastic. What's it? Why do I get the Silverman thing mixed up? Uh, saving Silverman. Saving okay, Silverman. got it. <laughs> searching for Sugarman, <laughs> and it's on Netflix, I think. Yeah, it should still be on there. Yeah, it's a documentary about a guy who was from Detroit, was like a you know rock blues kind of guy, sixties guy, and just stopped making music. But then he found out that they took his music to South Africa. He didn't know about it. And he was wildly famous He's in South a star. Africa. But the people thought he had died. They had told him he died. So Yes, they had a made-up story about him that he had committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'm sure that added to, the, to the, infatu- the, the admiration of this guy. Like, oh my gosh, this is great. This is, look, listen to his music and we don't have him anymore. And that one album was huge so, while he was living in Detroit. Poor. In poverty. So the guy's wildly famous in South Africa, doesn't know it. They worship, adore, they're all massive fans. There was no social media for him to be connected back through. Their story of him was all wrong. They couldn't get a hold of him. So it's that story of his music blowing up, how he got robbed, um, his life, and then what happens at the end. The ending is fantastic. I would put that as a really great music movie. Yes. Um, I would put Ray up there. Such a good movie. And Jamie Foxx was so good in yeah. it. And Jamie Foxx is so talented. And the fact that Jamie Foxx blindfolded himself to like live in character for that movie. Yeah, glued his eyes shut. Glued his eyes yeah. shut. Crazy. I mean, that's some dedication to a character. And the hardcore drugs that Ray did. Yeah. Did, something I didn't know. 
you don't think about that, you know, and, and how he treated certain people too. Yeah, not always a, a wonderful story, meaning not warm and fuzzy yeah. all the time. But I think Ray is fantastic. Um, searching for Sugarman. Walk the line. It's, it's pretty good. Okay. Again, when you have people that are involved at protecting the image of something that they're connected to, yeah. I thought the movie was good, but I didn't go into it like that was completely 100% yeah. believable. Yeah, I think on your list definitely was Eight Mile. Yeah, as a like a bio, um, but it's a, that's not really a biopic, but it's yeah, loosely, loosely based. based on Eminem. I had one other one I wanted to bring up. Let me see which what it was. Um, do you like a Star? I not on mine, but do you like a Star is Born? I did like a Star is Born, yeah. But but again, I, I'd seen all the movies. I'd seen all the versions of Star is Born. I started watching Star is Born with the 1940 version. <laughs> so that's, oh, the one, that's true. That's the one I saw first, and then I saw the Chris Christopherson one. Weirdly into old movies. I love old movies, and so then I saw the Chris Christopherson one. And I'm like, that's really good. It was Chris Christopherson and uh, Barbara Streisand, yeah. and it was like, this is such a cool story. So when I went into the new one, I knew the story and I knew how it was going to pan out. So it wasn't as exciting to me as most people said it was, because I knew the storyline. But still, I thought they did a great job. The other couple that I made a note on was That Thing You Do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not a biopic, but the story of... Fictional mov- uh, yeah. music movie. The Oneaters. The Oneaters, <laughs> but the Wonders, but they spelled it <laughs> one O-N-E, the Oneaters. I quit. Yeah. I quit. I quit. That was good. And the Blues Brothers. Yes. Which is a great one. Yes, that is a good one. Which had a number one album at the same time that John Belushi had a number one TV show, mm. SNL, at the same time he had a number one movie at Animal House. All at the same time. Crazy. He's just blowing up. You imagine it? his career just flying at that point. Yeah, that's why he died. It just a lot all yeah. at once and freaking OD'd. Yeah, but, he was supposed to be in Ghostbusters. Oh, was he? Yeah. Bill Murray, well, take that spot? They ended up, yeah. He was going to be Bill, Mer- yeah. Bill Murray's career. And they ended up, that's why they made him Slimer. They made him look like him. Oh. It's an homage. The Bill, because I saw the movies that made us yeah. on that. I think it was Bill Murray, right? Yeah. And that the, it was like the day before, and they still didn't know if Bill Murray was going to show up. Like, even then, yeah. <laughs> he was so the same weird. as he is now. It's not like he just turned into this weirdo. Yeah. He's always been that weirdo. And they were like, is Bill even going to show up? And then he showed up like yeah, the day they started filming. Have you seen the Bill, the Bill Murray stories? Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen the, do- the Netflix the, show. I don't know what's it called. The, I don't know the official name of the documentary, but this is where people just tell the stories of how they met Bill Murray. <laughs> It's so crazy. The one of the guys in Austin that it was like, it was South by or something and Bill Murray's in a bar and they're like, hey, we're playing music. And then he just goes to that house. To the house. And like chills and there's like a little house music and he's playing like drums. <laughs> Do you remember that band that, that's in that? I don't know. The, the Like? No. They would come to our studio all the time at Emmy Television when we worked there. Mm-mm. Yeah. They good? They, yeah, oh yeah, they were really good. Three girls called The Like and I don't know if they're still together but they were really good back then. And, and we... I don't remember where they were from. I think they were from the Northeast, but every time they were in Austin, they would stop by the studio. So when I saw that documentary, I was like, I know those girls, and they're hanging out with Bill Murray. Yeah, he would just be random places. I guess he lives in South Carolina. I think so, yeah. And that's why he's a big South Carolina minor league baseball person. I think he's part owner of that. Yeah. Of that team. And then he has a big red phone that you just call and leave a message, and (laughs) he may get to it, he may not. No cell phone. And I, and I, I used to it. think when those stories first started coming out that that was just his thing and he's being crazy Bill Murray now. But no, apparently he's always been yeah. like that. Even on that movie he did with Scarlett Johansson in Japan. Oh, it's such a good movie. Lost in Translation. Yeah. That, that was a thing. I, I don't think they got along that well because he was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure she was weird too. France, uh, what's her name? Um, who's the director of that? Sophia Coppola, which is Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. I never uh, saw it. Oh, you never seen that movie? Uh-uh. Bones, it's really good. I, I think, weirdly, it's your style. Where it's very, it's very sad. It's got a sad kind of feel to the whole thing. Lonely feel. Yeah, but I'm not lonely anymore. Like we said earlier. I've <laughs> <laughs> got, got a girlfriend now. Yeah, she's been over like a week and a half now. I think you'd love it. All good. Um, uh, Mike D, appreciate that. You can check out Mike D's podcast. He was talking music movies here, but he talks movie movies all the time. And what are you talking about on this latest episode? I'm going through how movies make money. So overall, like... At the end of the day, what they have to do to make money, and then how all that revenue comes back to them. Like, what do they have to do? I don't understand. Like, you put it out, and then you make money to the box office, and there you go. Well, it's like all the cost in between of them, like having to like make the actual movies that go to movie theaters that they put in there, 
all the promotion that goes into it, like all the hidden costs behind when you hear like the gross income that a movie makes, that's not really what they end up taking away what it seems like. So there's a bunch of other stuff in there. Mm. I've always wondered if the theater has to purchase the movie just knowing, just not knowing if it's going to be a hit or not. Can I speculate? Because I don't know the answer to this. Okay, I can, can tell, tell me you. if I'm right yeah. or not. What I think is that theaters only make money off concessions and food and things inside the theater and make no money off the tickets. They, the, the, the movie, the, the, the production companies, the movie companies, okay. they send movies to theaters. So it serves kind of like a venue where like the theaters My, like- Help me out. Sort of. They do pay a little bit to actually rent the movie. They do. Yeah, so they get a big hard drive that the movie's on. And they take that hard drive. Huh. Hard drive. <laughs> so you're a kid. They take that hard drive and they, you know, they play it and they factor it out based on the demand for tickets for that movie. But really, where they make money is concessions. yeah, concessions and all that stuff. Does a theater make any yeah. money off a movie? Uh, yes, it's very, it's maybe like ten percent of what they they take home. So very little. Yeah, but really, what they make is like people coming in and buying stuff. That's why stuff is so expensive. Interesting. And why they don't want stuff to move straight to streaming. And why all the lobbies are full of video games and Dance Dance Revolution yeah. and any way to make money. But then another level on that of what I go into is like some movies are basically just a commercial for other things. So like Disney movies, while you see them as like, okay, this is a, you know, a Disney movie for kids, what really they're pushing towards is selling merchandise. Like those movies are basically just hour and a half commercials. So where they make their they money. They will make as much money on a big movie as they will selling crap mm -mm, about like a movie. Like a Toy Story will make so much money but where they really kill it is in the Merch. merchandise after yeah like with the star wars movies back in the day oh yeah even like, now yeah like those movies they would only sell that amount of merchandise when a movie was out when those movies weren't in theaters they weren't making as much huh. so check it out you like movies that's interesting i just learned something too yeah uh movie mike's movie podcast check it out you can just search movie mike and put it on your podcast listen let's be honest you're all uh quarantine in anyway <laughs> looking for stuff to do eddie and i are gonna play video games and this is over yeah, we are. I saw, and, and Mike Rematch. and I are going to get into um, headset Call of Duty soon. Have you played, though? I haven't played yet. I haven't either. I haven't opened it. I downloaded it. It took like eight hours. I saw, you know, my internet kept going out, so it took me like four days to download it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how the Pilgrims used to download games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, the, the, sure, they download a lot of games. I, I'm worried about <laughs> the time you guys are going to be wasting. Who? You guys. Doing what? Playing one game of Call of Duty. I don't waste time. L like, for example, That's our basketball game. Like, it was fun. I had a blast. 45 but, minutes. But before you know, that was almost an hour. And we we're like, wow. Yeah, I, was, I need that stuff because I have a lot of goals during this break. Yes, you do. I got, I'm going to write like 20,000 words for a new book, hopefully. I'm going to get two workouts in a day. When I start doing this show from this house, because it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. At some point, it's yeah. going to happen. I was just watching the news, and uh, the doctor that works for the White House just said, most likely we'll see a peak in corona cases in 45 days. A peak. So, so we haven't seen anything yet. Oh, we've seen nothing yet. Yeah, yeah. So that's five weeks for the peak. So you're talking about eight or nine weeks. God, I'm going to run my Peloton a lot. <laughs> Twice a day. Yeah. So, um, all right, check out Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. And if there's ever something you would like us to talk about on this, because this is a music podcast, go to the Bobbycast Instagram page or Twitter and send us a note. Mm -hmm. And just say, hey, it'd be cool if you guys talked about this, because we're always looking for stuff to talk about. Yeah. And, you know, we bring people in. I don't know if I'll be able to bring guests in for a while. We have to do them on the phone. Because nobody wants to get the corona. Not that we will, but nobody wants to get it and then not get sick and pass it to somebody else. Do you think it'd be easy to get guests now that they're all quarantined and not touring and busy? On phone, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be a lot easier just to get somebody to cool. pick up. So you're going to aim high? Well, yeah. So Bono? Uh, later on to... Oh, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? I, I wasn't going to go Bono. I, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was going Rolling Stones. Yeah, Mick, Mick yeah, yeah. and Richard would be... Uh, Keith would be cool. You got to protect them. They're like 100. Cool. Oh, gosh. They're very... What is... Uh, so, Suspect, susceptible. susceptible. <laughs> there you yeah. go. All right, there you go. Thanks, Mike. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury 
with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com Hey, it's Bobby. Is this uh, Mike? What's up, Bobby? How you doing, man? (laughs) I need someone to answer my phone for me like that. (laughs) Hey, Mike, what's happening, dude? Tina's assistant slash handsome husband slash cook. Hey, do do, do you cook? Here's the baby. Oh, oh, boy, there's just like a whole family thing going on. Sounds like my house. Hello. Hey, what's happening? Uh, I'm going to go hide in my closet. How are you? We're, we're good. I was. I just hit your Instagram story because I wanted to be caught up on what was going on. I had no idea that this whatever just happened where you were flying back from a movie. I literally was going to – I like to talk to Jana whenever we have nothing to talk about because we're, we're bringing people on to do their five quarantine songs. And mm-hmm. I had a friend on yesterday that's not in music at all named Matt Jones who is so funny. And I was like, you know who would be good to talk to is Jana. And then – wait, give me like a 30-second story of what just well, – uh, you came back from Canada from a movie? Okay, 30-second story. Um, I booked a movie. I was supposed to leave on Saturday, and I, you know, everything was kind of happening here, but everyone in Canada, producer said, everything's fine in Canada. Like, let's go. Like, you need to be here. So I was like, all right. So I got on the flight with my family and the kids because I was advised that everything was fine there. And then some more cases started popping up in Canada, and then I started to get really nervous, and they started talking about border closes. You know, the border's closing, and then we shot our first scene on Monday. And then the second scene, the producer said, we're pulling the movie, and you have to get back to the States ASAP. And I was just freaking out. And so 48 hours later, packed everything back up because we had packed about a month's worth of, worth of, you know, clothes and bags. So packed it all up, and then all of our flights were canceled, but then my best friend, her dad had a plane, and then she sent it up to Canada, and they got us. Wow, really? <laughs> Yeah. Is your best friend super loaded? Is she famous? Tell us more. <laughs> no, she's she's just, her dad just, you know, they're very fortunate people. And I called her bawling my eyes out. And she's like, don't worry, we'll figure it out. We'll get you out of there. Nice. So yeah. I was going to ask you about how you got back into the States. Because as I watch a lot of these people coming back to America that are Americans, they can't get back through customs. But if, mm-hmm. if you fly private, you don't have to go customs, right? Well, so that actually what we had to do is we had to cross the border through New York. So we had to drive about an hour and a half to Ogdenburg, New York, and then we that's where we caught the plane. But the border people, there was it was just us crossing the border at the time. I thought it was going to be crazy, but they, you know, they let us go through, but they asked a bunch of questions, you know, if we were running a fever and everything else, but we got through. They just asked you? <laughs> You're sweating. No, no, I'm all good, it. man. I'm like, no, I'm good. I swear, I'm fine. fine. Just vomiting. <laughs> Trust me, I'm all good. So you guys are back in Nashville? Yeah, we're back. So we got back last night at 1030. And who's quarantined in your house? You, Mike, and the two kids? So me, Mike, yeah, and both kids. And so you got, like, what, this is going to be five or six weeks where you're doing this. What are you going to do with the kids that long? You think it's going to be five or six weeks? Oh, yeah. I think it'll be more than that. I mean, I was watching, again, it's so fluid that every day it changes, but every day also they're shutting us down more and more meaning they're going Northern California, you're about to be locked down. New York's mm-hmm. about to be locked down. And everything is coming from the coasts and coming inward mm-hmm. because there are more people in those spots, right? 
So the more people, the more cases, and it is slowly closing in where eventually they're going to have to go, all right, we're just going to tell everybody to to sit down, shut up, and stay in your house for a bit. Sure. Uh, But, so yes, I think we're all going to... I feel a little silly that I was so naive about it. I don't think you're the only one that was naive, though, because... I really felt like I was, I'm like, I even went on my Instagram and was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to Canada. And then I look back on that. I'm like, you're an idiot. It's <laughs> so fluid like, you though. You should have stayed home. But I, here's what I'm going to say. It's so fluid that you had people saying even three days ago, hey, go out to, to a bar or a club. Who cares? Like, go live your life. But now they're going, oops, we were wrong. And I was watching Fox News yesterday because I will, for the most part, watch CNN. I feel like it's mm-hmm. the best in the middle. I can't watch mm-hmm. Fox. They're way too far on the right. MSNBC is way too far on the left for me to believe that their narrative is true. Like, I think they're both trying to protect what they feel is sacred the most. And I get it. But even on Fox News, yesterday they were going, I was watching The Five, and they were going, yeah, we're wrong about oh, wow. going out to places. Like, you shouldn't go to places. Yeah. We were wrong. And wow. so to see them even say that, my point is, I think we were all, we, we're all becoming less naive as we're told to be less naive. And so, no, I don't. And if you did it now after being told that, I think I would feel different about it. But you did. I mean, that's true. The West Virginia governor today was telling their people, hey, go eat dinner. He, uh, they don't have any. He wasn't. He was. Oh, my gosh. But they're going to lock us all down. I Um, mean, I I just want people to be safe because I start thinking about my grandparents. And that's where I just start to feel real um, guilty about the choices that I made a couple days ago because I'm like, I just don't want to affect people that could really hurt from this, you know? Well, we're going to be quarantined in. We're lucky. We're going to be fine. In the end, we're all going to do our, our best to make sure that the people that would feel it the worst don't. You know, I was talking to uh, one of our best friends whose wife is immunocompromised because she's had some some mm. some stuff happen recently. And he's 33 years old, and she's, you know, in 30s and early 40s. But he doesn't leave his house because if he leaves his house and he gets it and doesn't even know he has it and takes it to her, then it could really affect her. Um, And I was watching the doctor today say that, hey, young people, anybody 45 and below, like, yeah, you're probably going to be okay. You may not even know you got it. But if you have it and you pass it to somebody that isn't okay, like, that's where the bad news is going to happen. So as we quarantine ourselves, I brought Jana on because, one, she's just great to talk to. And two, I thought it would be fun to, um, one, in a second, talk about your podcast, also talk about Good Enough, but hear what your five quarantine songs would be. You're locked in your house. You're going to add it to our quarantine playlist. (laughs) What is song number one? Okay, so it's my go-to for any time I have an anxiety attack. It brings me right back to home. Uh, Fire and Rain, James Taylor. Uh, Yeah, it's a good one. Real good one. You ever see James Taylor with long hair before he started losing his hair? No. It's crazy because we only know James Taylor as bald, old man James Taylor, but like 60s and 70s. <laughs> He's cool looking. Long hair. Good really? looking dude. I'm going to have yeah. to Google that right after we talk. Not the old bald guy with glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Jam. It, uh, this is a good one. Oh, good. Which is, brings me to the question of. Reminds me of up north. Oh, wait. Why, why do you say that? It just reminds me of being up north campfire where you know i was a kid nothing was wrong and just i don't know it's like anytime my therapist ever says okay picture the place you know your safe place and up north michigan is always my safe place and that song one of your last instagram stories had um you had mentioned something about going to couples therapy i've been in a relationship for four months or so now so i know i'm so happy for you congratulations thank you very much so with you guys seem. I just want to say a side note. I know you don't like talking. No, about no, yourself, I'm good. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'll, I'll sit back. Go ahead. Oh, I like it. Okay. Side note. I have never seen you authentically as happy as you look right now. Like even when I watch your stories, there's a difference in your eyes. There's a difference in your just how you interact, how you talk. You just seem so happy. Eddie, do you feel that way? Yes. That you, that you feel that way? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you're a lot happier. I feel just the way you're demeanor is every day yeah. like i think you're truly happy inside interesting i i uh, all the feels right now <laughs> okay i i mean I'm, i am happier Good. i just wonder if it's because you know i'm in a relationship so you look for that and you kind of make your no, own story you can just tell how you interact and like even like the games you do and when you do the you know the review of the movies you're just you have that cute like bobby smile like inside you're like i'm really happy right now man well thank you what 
Are we right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely happier. Yes, but I, <laughs> I, but I want because you're, you're from two, you're coming from two different places because she is from someone who we see each other at, at times through the year in person. We talk more on Instagram and through text, but we don't see each other that often because she's working and yeah. I'm working. Where you and I see each other basically every day. Yes. And I wondered if you both had the same feeling. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, all right. See, that that means something. You know what I mean? Well, I don't, what was my point to all I don't this? Know. I don't know. Love, couples happiness. Therapy. Oh, oh so couples, couples therapy. therapy. That's Are my you question. Guys going? No, no, not yet because we've only been together four months. But <laughs> he doesn't want to scare her yet. <laughs> when do you suppose you start going? Um, personally, I would say the sooner the better. I mean, I think a six month mark is is a pretty good point to go. Interesting. <laughs> Are you there? But. Well, we're not What's six that? months yet. Close. Four. I literally said 20 I, but seconds I mean, ago. I would, it, but I mean, it just depends like how fast. I mean, Mike and I obviously went sooner than six months. We went around the four-month mark. But yeah. it's just, it's just it kind of depends, you know, how far along the relationship is on that level. Well, let me ask you this question. Because I go to a couple's therapist. I just go alone. And I'm her first so solo client. So you need to go see someone else then. You that's my recommendation. You should have your own one, and then you all should go to one that's neutral parties. So, like, our couple therapists will not see a solo. Well, my question is, because in, when I would play ball, the coach's son was always one that was treated the harshest. I'm afraid to go into her with my girlfriend because she would, like, crack down on me all the time <laughs> trying to prove a point. It's the best when that happens. <laughs> but, um, I, you, yeah, I just I would say keep that one to, to yourself and then have the neutral because she will probably go more her side just to, to show her that like, she's not just team Bobby, you know? Well, I wish anybody would be team Bobby these days. <laughs> We're all I think team Bobby. Team I'm Bobby. old, I'm old news now. All right. What's your second quarantine song, Jenna? Um, okay. So what we do in our family, we have dance parties. So one of the songs that we dance to in the house is never enough. Like the greatest showman soundtrack is our jam right now. And Never Enough is, is up there. Have you seen Greatest Showman? Uh, yes, I have, I've seen the movie. I don't know this song, though. Okay, here is The Greatest Showman, Never, Never, Never Enough. So good. Can you hear that, Jana? Oh, I can hear it. Okay. <laughs> and then my daughter goes, Never Enough. It's the hard part to dance to right here. Who is this singing? No, no, I promise you, it's like we, it's like a lyrical dance. My daughter, it's so cute, and we just go for oh, it. Oh, you do a lyrical dance. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Does it ever bump up? It does. I promise you it bumps up okay. in, like, the, the middle to the end. Who is this singing? Is this Zendaya? I honestly have no clue. Mike? Lauren Alred? I don't know who that is. All right, here we go. There, but... I like this movie, and I watched it with no hype. It was just on. It is early. I bought it, watched it. Some people said it sucks. Some people said they liked it. But then it ended up being, I just remember from Dance with the Stars, I danced to it yes. as my final oh, dance. Oh, you did. See, I had no desire to watch it at all, but then Mike kept playing. He he always sings like the Hugh Jackman songs on the album, and I started to love the music. So I'm like, all right, I got to actually see the, the movie now. And it, and I because I love the soundtrack so much, I thought the movie was great. All right, what else you got over there? Um, Cinderella Man, Eminem. Man, this was the song that I would listen to before I had any big appearance it was right. Really? Pe- yes. I love this song because it's like the underdog story. Is to hype you up? You're listening to this? Well, I would listen to this song all the time. I, I remember before I went on Regis and or Kelly, Kelly. Rippa, yeah. I went in to guest host that show, and I, I listened to this all morning long before I went in because it's like... It's just yeah. so good. It hypes me up before I just... I'm like, okay, like let's just do it. Stop the panic. Stop the anxiety and just like go. Because the Cinderella Man reference is, well, there's a boxer, right? The movie yes. Cinderella Man. Yes. But it's like what Cinderella is, it's the underdog, the person you don't expect, the, 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 the working class person that is now going, you know what? I am the Cinderella story. I'm not supposed to make it, but I'm about to. Amen to that, Bobby. Was this song made for the movie? No. Okay. No. But yeah, this is one of my favorite hype songs, too, of all time. That's a good one. Yes. That's a good one. That's a good one. Are you a big Eminem fan because you're Detroit? I'm um, 1,000%. You ever met him? Never, but oh. I know where his house was, and so in high school we'd always like drive by his house and kind of stalk him to see if he was outside. His Never cr- got to see him, though. Where he lived then or like 8 Mile House? <laughs> the then. trailer. So, I mean, like the real pretty mansion had the, mm. the guard out front. Was it huge, Dana? It was ginormous. Wow. 
I don't know if he still lives there or not, but if you ever yeah. go to Michigan, I'll give you the address. Just Is in case. Eight Mile a pretty bad place, like heart, like crime? I mean, I wouldn't want to go there, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, I mean, I was born in Detroit, but I, I can't say I'm from Detroit, even though I like to, to give me like some street cred, but I'm from <laughs> 40 minutes northeast. So it's, yeah, it's, it's not great, but I mean, I feel like any big city kind of has struggles yeah. with, with crime and stuff. I, I mean, to- shoot, I feel Nashville's getting bad. Parts, sure, parts of anywhere can be. Yeah. I went to Watts on American Idol last you time. You did. They were like, would you go to Watts? She's been in gangs and she lives in Watts. And I was like, I knew they weren't going to send Ryan. <laughs> He's worth too much. I wouldn't send Ryan either. I wouldn't send the superstar. <laughs> and so we packed up a van and drove into Watts. What was that like? LA. Whatever. You know, here, the general rule is in life, the same as it is in bad neighborhoods, the same as it is in the woods. You don't mess with things that you, that, that you shouldn't mess with. They're not going to mess with you for the most part, okay. unless they're hungry or really, really, really bad timing. For the most part, you don't mess with people. It doesn't matter. They're not going to mess with you. It's like a snake. Yeah. You know, people are always, step on get that. People are like, always afraid of snakes. But here's the thing. If you, if you don't step on a snake or the snake's not in the right. odd, mate, you're fine. What was your thing, Jenna? Well, no, I just, this is the weirdest thing, and I don't know why, but I've always wanted to, like, when I was in high school, I always wanted to do, like, the Save the Last Dance, you know, where she goes to the school, and <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I don't know why I wanted, like, the, the Michelle Pfeiffer movie. Which is, what's that one, Mike? Michelle oh, my gosh, that was, um... Gangsta's uh, Paradise was the song. Oh, yeah. Dangerous yeah, Minds. Yeah, Dangerous, Dangerous Minds. Minds. Yeah. Good one. Like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know why. I'm like, I just, I'm like, just for one week, I just want to, like, be there. Not sure why. Yeah, you know, Hollywood. I, <laughs> I come from kind of like a small town version of that. Um, yeah, maybe for like a day. Yeah, my high school was bad. People got stabbed there. They sent Are you serious? the yeah. gang kids from all the other schools to our school because we would take them. So We only had someone that did brass knuckles. But, you know. <laughs> Come on, we all had brass knuckles. When you in made my the school. honor roll at our school, you got brass knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't go to school without it. Yeah, they gave up. Uh, okay, uh, what's your next song, Jana? Okay, I'm going back down. Come away with me, Nora Jones. That's my chill oh. in the bath, glass of wine at the end of the day. I saw her at what was the outdoor venue in Austin? Um, the backyard. The backyard. Yeah, we all sat in white, fluffy chairs and watched Nora Jones. And come on, there's just something me. so relaxing mm-hmm. about her voice and that song. It's just peace. I just remember being really small. The really? show was good, but I went to meet her afterward. Really Wait, why small. small? Was she not nice? No, no, small is in like her stature, physical stature. Small. Oh, okay. Because she's up and she's so good and just doing her little jazz thing. And she only had two songs that we knew at the time. Yeah. Come away with me. And the, the big one, I, I don't know why you didn't call yep. that one. And, um, That's so good. Yeah. And your final song, Jana. Okay. Because of everything going on, it's probably one of the best written songs I've ever heard. Wash Your Hands, Raging Idiots. Okay. Nice. Okay. Uh, yay. <laughs> Number one kids song. Jana, you're crazy. Number one kids song. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so good. I play it for the kids and they're obsessed with it. Thank you. <laughs> We're pretty. Listen, that one came back out of nowhere. Yes. Did you know that we took on Baby Shark and we beat it? That's right. I mean, guys, that's a huge accomplishment. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Baby Shark's scared of us. All the writers. Uh, Baby Shark's amazing. So is the uh, uh, sh- uh, Car Shark one right now. That Wait, what's my Car? Son loves. What's Car it's Shark? Like, um, baby Car Room Room Boom Boom. <laughs> they have a Baby <laughs> Car is that, song. Is that like the same people that did that? Or. Like- I have no idea. Baby carve room, 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 room. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, it, no, it goes, yeah, it goes, baby carve room, room, boom, boom, baby carve room, room, boom, boom. And then it goes, grandma car. And then, yeah, it, and then it goes, the monster truck, monster truck, boom, boom. <laughs> Dang, I guess you can just do all those, huh? All sounds, so all good. things. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Should we start coming up with Well, no, one? we can't because we didn't write that melody. But, hey, Jana, I'm going to play a little bit of Good Enough here. Here is uh, Jana's song, Good Enough. Oh, you're so sweet. Here we go. This is uh, her latest single. Tell me about the song, Jana. Um, I was writing a song about, because I always feel like whenever relationships end, it's like I always go to, why wasn't I good enough? Why did he leave? Why did this happen? And it's such a 
reverse way of thinking. And when I was writing the song, I'm like, why am I writing a song about why I'm not good enough for someone else? Like, I just should be good enough for myself. And then maybe that's when I'll find the the great love I've always kind of looked for. And so that was just kind of one of those female empowerment, you know, wanting to be like, hey, just be good enough for you. And, you know, everything else will, will be okay. But <laughs> I almost feel like right now I should up, I have a song coming out in April. It's called Untouchable. So I feel like maybe that should come out now <laughs> since we can't really touch anything. So, oh, I get but. it. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, folks. You'll be here all week. Bum, bum, bum. Yes. Uh, and, and are you still doing the Moms and Babes box? Yeah, I am. It's Man, it's, it's a hard business, so I, I'll tell you what. But I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing darts at stuff and just cranking away and trying to, you know, um, do what I can and support the family. And the podcast has been really fun. You know, obviously I do, you know, that. And then we've did some touring, which is obviously on hold right now. But it's, you know, just trying to grow as much as I can and support the the good old family. On the wind down, well, first of all, our podcast is called Wind Down, W-H-I-N-E, Wind Down with Jana and Mike. And so when you do the tour, though, because I'm curious if people want to come out to a show, you do like a podcast, a talk, but then you do music too? So it's more of like an evening with. So this when you come, like we have a, right now our um, L.A. dates are rescheduled um, to May. Um, hopefully it still stands, but... Um, it's yeah, it's more just like an evening with Mike and I. We you know we go out there, we talk, we um, we have a few things that we touch on, um, some really good communicating tools that we've learned in therapy. But then it's also funny too. So it's not just we we kind of share two things that were really imperative that we learned in therapy. So we share those, um, and then we you know we say a few jokes and we laugh and then we answer questions. So we do that for about like 60 to 90 minutes and then I'll sing for about 30 minutes. Oh, cool. And then after that, we'll, we'll sign and, and meet everybody. So it's, it's a really, really fun time. And it's nice to hear people's stories because sometimes, you know, it's hard to put your life out there and receive criticism, but then you also, and I'm like, oh man, I sometimes regret doing that. But at the same time, it's nice to meet people out there that it's actually helping. Well, go check out the tour when it's back up and it will be back up. We will together beat corona <laughs> and we will we will get back on the road all of us get yeah. back to work crossed i'm kind of wanting to do some kind of virtual reality game hang where we can all just hang out you know do something you can follow Jana when she announces our virtual reality tour <laughs> at kramer girl thanks for spending some time with us Jana. you know we love having you on no you're the best thanks for having me love you both all right bye Jana. Stay bye Jana. okay bye guys Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.